This week on the Country Music Media you don't have Podcast. To worry about Carrie or Luke losing sizzle really quickly or, or doing something dumb. You know, Celine Dion and Katy Perry are the other two on the bill. Relatively safe pop stars. You know, I've heard it said that country stars are afraid to speak their minds, and I don't really agree with that. But what's true, or at least more true, is country stars know it just doesn't pay to speak their minds. Welcome to the Country Music Media Podcast. I'm Billy Dukes on Twitter at Billy Dukes, Instagram at Serious Journalist, and email me, BillyDukes at gmail.com. Thanks for finding the show for the very first time. On Mondays, we do interviews, usually. Thursdays, news and commentary. And Thursdays tend to be shorter episodes. This is episode number 58. And I, I want to give a heads up that soon, I'm going to be taking a short break, maybe a one-week break. I'm moving soon. And anyone with kids can tell you that it just takes a lot of energy and time to move with a family. So as I sort of get the family figured out, I'm going to push pause next week. Although I may replay an old interview on Monday, one from the early on in the show that you, you might have missed that's still important and relevant today. Rate and review this podcast, and most importantly, follow and share on social media. This is not a podcast that's going to feature very many stars. I can only promise intelligent guests with strong points of view, a good plan, innovative ideas on where the genre should be heading. In the short term, that's on the road. So, so many tours being announced this past week or two. All of them, I think. Dirk Bentley, Zach Brown Band, Kip Moore all announced tours this week. Garth Brooks is announcing a stadium show, and he's selling those out. Dan and Shay have the Arena Tour. That's the name, the Arena Tour. They reaffirmed that this week. I mean, it's happening for them, you know. And the announcement, and some fans caught on to this on social media, they capitalized certain letters and fans noticed that those letters combined spelled the word album. Is, is that what y'all are going to call this thing? The album album? You know, very literal with their names over in the Dan and, Dan and Shea camp. You know, it's like my kids. You know, we, we got a blue fish, and they named it Bluefish. Uh, the stuffed elephant is Trunky. The pink otter is called Pink Otter. My son has a big green stuffed bear. You want to know what he calls it? Big Bear. So it's the Arena Tour. That's cool. Album the Album, that's a little bit of a tougher sell. I think Chase Rice has like three of those in the last two years. So um, a couple of residencies that I'm going to get to momentarily as well. There was some additional news happening this week. The CMT Awards are bringing back Kane Brown to co-host this year. It's scheduled for June 9th and I still say of all the shows, all the award shows from 2020, the CMTs really did it best. They stretched the format the most, and it paid off big form. Kane was not the obvious choice for a host last year. He's not a really, really big kind of TV personality. I'll admit I was concerned last year. I'll admit I was wrong. He did great. It's real comfortable watching him host something. And Kelsey Bellarini, who's co-hosting, I mean, she's the same way. It was pretty clear for several years, and I had someone on the inside tell me this, the CMA Awards were grooming Thomas Rhett and Kelsey Ballerini to take over for Brad Paisley and Carrie Underwood. And that didn't really work out for whatever reason. Um, Kelsey looks to have been bumped from the CMA's future, but TR is still there. He's doing the CMA Christmas special. At the CMA Fest, though, Kelsey Ballerini, she was good. She was really good. She knows how to perform in front of a camera. She's a natural. I, I like this pairing quite a bit, and I hope the CMTs continue to break the award show's 
mold with performances and awards. We don't need to go back to this one venue boring acceptance speech sort of format that we've relied on for so many years. And I think we have falling ratings, and that's partly because of the pandemic, partly because our TV viewing habits have changed, but I think probably we've just found more entertaining programming. We got to shake this thing up a little bit, a little bit over time, reinvent the, the award show format. This week, we remember the TV show Nashville, which got canceled on ABC five years ago this week before moving to CMT. And now it looks like TV producers want to give it another go. Fox is producing a new show called Monarch that will debut in the fall. No actors associated with it yet, but here's the description. The series is a multi-generational musical drama about America's first family of country music. The Romans are fiercely talented, but while their name is synonymous with honesty, the very foundation of their success is a lie. When their reign as country royalty is put in jeopardy, Nikki Roman, the heir to the crown, already battling an industry stacked against her, will stop at nothing to protect her family's legacy. Sounds like country music Dallas. <laughs> I mean, I, I didn't watch Dallas, but if you're old enough to know of Dallas, it was a really big 80s primetime soap opera. That kind of had that plot, you know? Monarch, it's called. It'll be on Fox, and it joins a growing TV and movie roster that's depending on country music in some pretty big ways. I mean, you have Monarch. Lauren Elena is making a movie of some sort for television. Reba is going to be in uh, at least one, if not two, Christmas movies. And don't forget that Reba is going to be starring in a new TV version of the Fried Green Tomatoes movie. Everyone kind of forgot about this, but she's the main character, Idgi Threadgood. And in the movie, and in the movie, she had a woman-woman relationship. Y'all, I cannot wait to be on Twitter the first time Reba kisses another woman on screen. I mean, if that's what's going to happen, if they're going to keep those details from the movie and carry them over to television, that is going to be something. And I say this as someone who's been kind of grappling with how to respond to this message I received on Facebook about from someone upset after seeing a photo of Brooke Eden kissing her girlfriend from the music video. I mean, this person messaged me and called it sick and gross. and I mean, that, That's a Reba fan, y'all. I mean, not necessarily her, but an older fan, a conservative fan. Woo, damn, that's going to be spicy. <laughs> it's going to be spicy on social media. Hollywood, though, really embracing country music in some pretty unique ways lately. And there's all of this and a really, really upscale resort in Las Vegas that's leading its promotional push with Carrie Underwood and Luke Bryant as two of the four faces of the ad campaign, both getting residencies in the winter. This doesn't happen 10 years ago or even five years ago. You know, they overlook country music's biggest stars. So what's the difference? The difference, in my opinion, is that country music offers the biggest, safest stars. You don't have to worry about Carrie or Luke losing sizzle really quickly or, or doing something dumb. You know, Celine Dion and Katy Perry are the other two on the bill. Relatively safe pop stars. You know, I've heard it said that country stars are afraid to speak their minds, and I don't really agree with that. But what's true, or at least more true, is country stars know it just doesn't pay to speak their minds. The other thing is, it's really hard in any other genre for an artist to put together a 10-year mainstream career. Pop and rock, that's a flash-in-the-pan industry. 
know, country is the safe genre in 2021, and brands really like that. It's also really easy to sort of put a polish on a country boy or a country girl. You know, we already got the boots, and we like the nudie suits, and we like to dress up and do the red carpet and make it look good. You know, the format is made for Las Vegas, isn't it? I mean, the same with television. Reba, very safe, very dependable. She once avoided a question I had for her about current events. I think it was last year with things going on by just saying she doesn't watch the news. And that was it. She stopped talking. And there was a bit of an awkward silence that I felt and the interview or the round table moved. <laughs> you don't play that game. The most important year for modern mainstream country music, I think, was 2005. That was when the CMA Awards went to New York City and Carrie Underwood won American Idol. That introduced the format to an entirely new audience and an entirely new group of brands to align with. That's really where you get the big money. Those, those Vegas shows, they pay big. One more thing that happened this week, and I mean just happened this week, and I'm really sort of just ingesting it now and, and even hesitant to speak on it, American Idol contestant Caleb Kennedy was removed from the show because he was seen in a video seated next to someone who looked to be wearing a Ku Klux Klan hood. To his credit, Caleb took ownership of this and apologized and showed some grace. Uh, the details coming out, though, of this from the South Carolina Spartanburg Herald Tribune indicate that there might be a little bit more to this story. Caleb's only 16. His mom talked to the newspaper and said that that video was made when he was 12. I mean, there's kind of some math issues with that statement, and, and I'm not really letting the family off the hook by any stretch, but she says that he and his friend were recreating a scene from a movie called The Strangers Pray at Night, where the characters wear these white sort of hood-like things on their heads. They're not really hoods. They kind of look like fabric bags with stitching and, and holes. You know, it's a horror movie. They're not clan masks at all. But if what she's asserting is true, that changes the narrative a little bit, you know? And admittedly, gosh, I'm having a hard time finding objectivity here because part of the reason I feel a little bit more sympathy for this kid than maybe I normally would is because at 12, he's only a few years older than my oldest son. And I know kids do dumb things, you know, especially if they grow up in a house that doesn't preach tolerance. That's not the same as racism, but it's a pretty slippery slope getting there. You know, a parent's got to teach their kids the full impact of hurtful words and actions and... You know, the other part about this video, too, circulating, is that it includes some music and the word bow on the clip. I think the indication being that the boy in the video, Caleb, should bow to the Ku Klux Klan um, Klansmen. The newspaper, though, reports that when they saw the original video, it didn't have that word or that music. So someone somewhere doctored this thing up a little bit. It's just a bad story, top to bottom. Yeah, he has to be off the show. But I think reframing three-year-old videos, especially when someone is 12 or 13 years old at the time, that is cancel culture. If that's what happened here. It doesn't help that he has a mullet because, well, you know. By the numbers this week, it's Morgan Wallen besting Thomas Rhett's new Country Again Side A album for number one on the album's chart. Luke Combs move up to number three song sales. It's Luke Combs Forever After All at number one, followed by Lil' Bit by Nelly and Drunk by L. King and Miranda Lambert. 
Luke Combs also tops streaming, followed by the good ones from Gabby Barrett and Eric Church's Hell of a View. Most out of that country radio is Dustin Lynch's duet with Mackenzie Porter, Thinking About You. Made for You by Jake Owen is the number one airplay, and Forever After All is the number one hot country songs song. Big thanks to Billboard for the charts, Taste of Country for the job, and Fran on Twitter, who compared me to Terry Gross from NPR's Fresh Air after my interview with Tyler Mahan Co. Damn. If I had more room in my bio, I'd add it. I mean, that's a nice compliment. Thank you very much. Next week, I'm likely off. Going to try to populate your feed with something important from the archives. Unless I get my studio set back up really, really quickly, and then I can jump on maybe Thursday. In the meantime, follow me on Twitter at Billy Dukes, Instagram at Serious Journalist. Email me, BillyDukes at gmail.com. And then share this podcast with someone who would enjoy it. Talk to you soon for episode 59 of the Country Music Media Podcast.